Hello, my name is Courtney Howitt, and this is Not Our First Rodeo, a podcast on faith and life by Christian women who have collectively made every mistake in the book. This podcast is a Titus II ministry by King of Kings PCA, and each episode we're going to be featuring different women speaking on different topics based on some of the questions that we've gotten from you. So we hope that this is edifying for you as you continue to grow in holiness and maybe by the grace of God, you'll make less mistakes along the way. Hello, and welcome to our second episode of Not Our First Rodeo. Before we jump into the juicy topic that we have today, I wanted to take a moment and introduce you to the three women that are joining me here. You'll recognize two of them from our last episode. We've got Gail, the ministry coordinator here at King of Kings, and Kara, who I'm nicknaming the queen in the kitchen because she unofficially runs everything that involves food at our church. But we also have a new guest with us today, Helen Uphoff. Helen is the mother of four kids and a grandmother to one very sweet little boy, Charlie. She told me that she has never known a time when God wasn't in her life, when he wasn't her anchor and her everything, which I think is just a beautiful way to put it. She's always been involved in ministries of various kinds, dating back to her time in junior high, and she even served as a missionary in Mexico with her husband and her kids. Helen, I'm really grateful you could join us today, and thank you so much for being here. Uh, Before we dive into our episode, there is just one last thing that we're really excited to bring to your attention. Hello, ladies. My name is Cassandra Pena, and I'm a member of King of Kings Church in Goodyear. I'm here to announce our Save the Date for Women's Conference. It'll be April 17th, 2021. That's already coming up so fast, and I'm getting so excited for it. The cost this year is $45. Now, this will include your lunch, a free book, prizes, and fellowship with other women who are also seeking to further their relationship with God and each other. Our speaker this year, I'm so excited, is Gail Howitt, our very own and also one of the speakers on the podcast you're currently listening to. We're so looking forward to it and just the wisdom she's going to impart to us again, April 17th, 2021. Our cost also will have some reductions if you can get it in on time. So pay attention here. If you can register between now and February 17th, the cost will go down to $40. If you're a full-time student, you only pay $25. And if you are a senior or junior high student, just come. We just want to bless you. We want you to hang out with us, and we want you to hear the Word of God spoken to women by women. So please come, mark those calendars, and also pay attention to a couple other details. Our website, kkchurch.org, will also have details coming up as things progress and the conference gets closer. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, Not Our First Rodeo, And follow our Facebook and Instagram pages at King of Kings PCA. We're so looking forward to it, and I'm so happy that I get to announce this. Really, I just hope to see so many women there and just have a blast being encouraged, being in our word, and spending time with each other. Ah, the annual women's conference. I seriously get giddy just thinking about it. All right, so I mentioned that today's topic is a little juicy. We were sent a few questions about parenting and discipline, but also spanking in particular. So let's just jump headfirst into it, 
Should we Christian parents be spanking our children? Well, that's a great question because we live in an age when this is really becoming more looked down upon. And yet the Bible does speak to it. So as Christians, we have a unique opportunity of how do we take this and obey God and yet be careful because it is considered a more harsh type of discipline. So I would just say that spanking is legal in every state. I, I looked it up. And yet there are restrictions. You know, there are certain things you can't do. You can't do permanent harm. You can't go overboard with this. So we, we want to obey if we can, without violating God's word, you know, what the state says. Uh, the other thing I think we need to remember is that the Bible speaks very little to it, and we tend to emphasize it a lot. The other thing is because the Bible speaks so rarely about it, and there's so little that we can look to, we just want to say that what we say today, most of it will be the application of a principle. So please don't hear what we're not saying. If one of us gives an opinion on how to spank, we're not saying, oh, the Bible says to spank this way. What we're saying is, in our wisdom over the years, as moms, this is how we feel is the best way to apply this, if that helps make sense. I agree with that. Um, my view on this has changed a lot since I was applying it. I, I really think that we, li we lean on spanking a little too much as Christian families, and it's an instant correction to behavior, which is good, and that's what you want. But as kids get older, you need a longer term. I, and I think what the Bible is describing when it talks about um, discipline and spanking is physical discipline, and most discipline is physical. So whether you're trying to teach yourself no, which every adult needs to learn how to do, or you're teaching yourself to wait. You know, these are all things you need to know as an adult, and so they need to be taught as children. So yes, you do have to give a consequence. That's a, that's a physical, tangible reality to discipline, and without it, the lesson doesn't get set in the way we, way we want it to. And so if I had to go back and do it again, I think I would save spankings for things I do want my kids to be immediately fearful of. I want them to immediately be fearful of running into the road. I can't teach that lesson better later. Um, I want them to immediately not stick their fingers in outlets. I can't teach that better, that lesson better at another time. So for me, it would be the urgency of not being able to sit down and discuss and teach in the discipline, the reason or the why. It's, it, it has to be an immediately um, corrected behavior. So I, I think that's probably where I would change the most. Um, and then just for me, why are you spanking? Are you spanking because you need immediately change, an immediate change to behavior? Or are you spanking because you're embarrassed, you're frustrated, you're out of control? And those are parental lacks of discipline, actually, not the child's lack of discipline because the child has not learned the discipline. Mm -hmm. So I think there definitely has to be um, a consistency and a physical, tangible discipline you're teaching, but I don't think it always has to just be a spanking. And so I, th I think that's probably what I feel like the Bible is saying more is that you do have to physically do something, but it doesn't have to be an actual spanking. So I think that's probably where my thought process has changed the most over the years.
I would respond to one thing Kara said. There is definitely, we're talking about, right, a physical mm -hmm. type of punishment. But overall, when discipline is talked about in the Bible, I think it's more instruction. So I think spanking is one sliver of the pie in the whole context of loving instruction, walking in the Lord, meeting their needs, loving them, having fun with them, teaching them to enjoy God, uh, teaching them to be responsible. It's, it's, I think what Kara said is, you know, maybe we overemphasized it. And I think looking back, maybe I did too. Um, the hard thing is when it's something that has to do with their life, you know, like this could save your life. At certain age, you no, know, they're not going to understand what's a life-saving thing and what's not. So we need to teach them first-time obedience so that when they're running out in the street, we say, stop, they stop, right? Um, I, had, I had a teacher one time who told me about they left a ladder up against their house and they couldn't find their three-year-old. And they walked outside and the kid was standing on the roof. Now, this is someone who trained their child in first-time obedience and said, honey, stop right now and drop to your bottom and don't move. I'm coming right up. The kid dropped to his bottom and did not move. Now, we've seen three-year-olds who will go, but I don't want to, or, you know, argue or not obey. So sometimes this could save their life. And so here it's the context of instruction and love and protection. And I think how we, how we do it is I think we should be consistent. I've heard moms say, well, it doesn't work. Well, what do you mean it doesn't work? If it doesn't, if you're saying it doesn't amend their behavior the first time, no, if that's what you're looking for, it's not going to work. But it's really the thought that we're teaching them. When you disobey, there's a negative consequence. And when they're two and three, they don't understand some big explanation. So we have to teach them the only way that they can get that. And so I would say, me personally, now this is again, my personal application. I would not do bare bottom. I would never do it in anger. I would say if you can't spank without being angry, don't do it at all. I think it's way more harm to be angry. And let's face it, kids can get on your last nerve. After you, and I think what can help both of us not to get angry is administer the discipline the first time they disobey. That's how you teach first time obedience. And if you are repeating it, the child is now saying, I can play the odds with you. I know you don't mean it the first time you say it. And then you're angry. Let's face it, by the time you said it 10 times, you want to lose it. And of course, not for mistakes, only for blatant disobedience. Yeah, I agree with that. I would say when I, um, this was something I tried to do very well. I failed at it miserably a lot, but I, I really tried to do this part well of my parenting. And um, I, I knew that I had a, penchant to get angry and want you to submit <laughs> to my will and that wasn't the goal of discipline so mm -hmm. I as Gail says I think it is massively important to know what are you doing are you parenting till 5 p.m. or are you parenting to the glory of God and there's a huge difference in the way that plays out you know for Christian families the way a Christian family disciplines should look different than any other family on the playground and that's hard to remember and I have many memories where I've had to tell my kids, you go away from me and sit down and I will come to you. And that changes mm -hmm. when you do have to spank. 
that changes the reality of that happening because you don't want to anymore. And now it's an act of discipline. It's not a reaction because the parent was out of control and the parent did not want to do things. You know, it's hard to be consistent. It's hard to say, Mm -hmm. this is what my my life is going to be about. (laughs) Being consistent every day and doing the same thing and waiting for the same behaviors just so I can discipline it. But it, it builds something out. And spanking and all forms of discipline are to to build a more disciplined mm. adult. It is discipleship at the end of the day. Well, for me, it was discipleship. So, yes, when they're little and they have no other way of understanding something, you may need to put a physical mm-hmm. <laughs> spanking in place so that they know to, to stop. That if a spanking teaches them to stop, they're not going to get hit by a car. They're not going to fall off a roof, hopefully. They're not going to jump into a pool if they don't know how to swim because they've learned that your voice they've learned to come to trust that your voice saying stop or no or an, a spank on their rear end or something is it's a halting and we we need that when we don't have them in our lives ourselves and um, you know we've seen adults that don't know how to do this in their own lives so it is important I agree with Gail it has to be consistent it's the most boring mm-hmm. mundane life draining tasks to be consistent and to be mean what you say and say what you mean and not mm-hmm. count to 10 or 20 or 45 <laughs> or start using halves and quarters because they know you they're like they know exactly how to play you so I I really tried to make sure I wasn't doing that that if I said something I meant it even if I had to regret it and I would try to go after and say you know I really wish I wouldn't have said that I was gonna give you this consequence or I was gonna spank you for this because I was a little in my own emotions and I didn't have a good decision at, at that time. So to apologize for it later, to say that I wish I would have been able to think of something better or more God-honoring than what I did, I think is important. And then to not just spank and be done. You, I think you need to go back. The Lord doesn't just discipline us and leave us going, I don't know what, I did, what happened. Well, I think I have an idea. You know, there's there's something he comes, there's, there's a finish. You come back and you're like, why did this happen? You know, what was the sin? You you cannot steal, you know. We still do this joke about one of our kids got spanked because she stole from her sister, but she didn't think she was stealing. But to take something without asking is stealing if it doesn't belong to you. And I did not spank you because you were chewing gum. I spanked you because you stole. So, like, the kids, <laughs> they don't always really have an idea. They're like, because yeah. I was chewing yeah. gum. No. No. <laughs> so if you don't have a finish, if you don't wrap it up, and yeah, it takes a lot of time. It's follow through and it's lengthy and our culture definitely has gotten too busy to carry a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. out, but it's still the call of the parent to to do this in a way that can honor God. Well, I looked up the definition of discipline. If you just Google it, and I thought it was perfect, and this is by man's standards, right? Mm-hmm. The practice of training people to obey rules. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to teach them how to obey rules. And it goes back to what was already said that we see adults, young people today, they just don't know how to obey the rules. Somebody didn't take the time, and the time starts when they're little. If you don't pay up front when mm-hmm. they're young, you will pay on the back end, and not just you, but every, their peers and everyone around them, their bosses, whomever. Um, being the mother of four kids, three boys, 
Uh, one thing I learned with them growing up is that in the forms of discipline, it was not a one-size-fits-all. One kid responded well to this thing and another to that. I had a child, a son, who did not respond well to physical pain, you know, and that's where you can get, you can go really crazy, you know, and in anger and doing it wrong. And I had to learn what is it that's going to get through to him so that he understands this is not an acceptable behavior. And it takes work. And sometimes as parents, we're like, we're, you know, solving mysteries here. <laughs> you know, each child is unique. And just because you think you haven't figured out is usually when you don't. <laughs> so you go back to the drawing board and you go, okay, how can I best get this information instilled in them so that they know, number one, I mean business, and number two, that they know that we love them enough not mm -hmm. to just go to the spanking mode. It's spanking is important, no doubt about it. It has a place when done properly, but you have to pay attention to other things as well. They're all so different. Like y'all said, it's just one piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Let's take a minute here, and I'm going to read the few verses that talk about it, about this topic. Proverbs 13, 24, whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Proverbs 29:15, the rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. Proverbs 23, 13 and 14, do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with a rod, you will save his soul from shale. And then Proverbs 22, 15. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. Proverbs 23, 13 repeats Proverbs 22, 15. So these are the one, two, three, five verses that actually speak about using some type of corporal punishment. On a child so I mean God's clear that it is something that he commands us but it's more nuanced than just saying do it you know and I like what you said Helen about you know doing it up front because you will pay for it one way or the other and I think that's really important if we're consistent we can it can be a relatively short amount of time right. that we do it yeah. really by the time age of six or seven, Absolutely. we should be moving on to something else besides banking. Now there might be a few exceptions to that. It can't be absolute. But if we are consistent from say like one and a half and maybe it starts out with, you know, a hand tap, they can get it pretty quick if we're consistent. And then I think it's just more appropriate to move on. There's other things where they can understand consequences now. I agree with that. I had an older woman tell me that if you lay the groundwork and you pour the foundation and you really make sure it cures well when they're young, then you can start adding bricks and build the home. Mm. And I think that that was always, it just spoke to me um, in the way I needed to hear things. That I, I love that, like, no, you're not going to be staring at that, hosing down that concrete forever. It, but it, if you don't, the whole rest of the house is not going to hold up. And uh, I just love that, that imagery because, you know, you really shouldn't still be trying to smooth out a foundation once it's cured and if it cures and you haven't done that work well you know there's there is larger consequences to that and so 
Uh, I do agree with that. I think spanking has a season. Uh, at some point, we have to learn to reason with our kids, and, and it changes. And um, I had another woman, you know, speaking to Helen's point, tell me, your husband and your children are so uh, each complete separate subjects in school, and you're enrolled. So to speak to, you can't do the same thing with the same kids. I had one kid that just looked at me and said, let's do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's all my skills that I had already thought I knew, <laughs> I no longer had. Square one, page one, new book. Um, and I think it's just important to keep in mind, I think we think like, oh, I, I should already know how to do this by now. And to, for, for moms and dads to be able to cut themselves a break and say, I have no clue with this kid or this year. Well, what we did last year, we need to do something this year. It's always growing. We're never, you know, we're never going to get it. So I think we need to give ourselves a little bit of a break, but also, you know, got a job to do. Yeah. So besides spanking, what are some other things that you did with your children to teach them these same things? Like if they weren't responding to spanking, what else? What would what was your like next go to? What would what would how would you follow up with that? Well, I know for mine, I had a, a child who was very social. That was his jam, and he just would be with his friends. That that's where he would be if he didn't have to be anywhere else. <laughs> but if he didn't respond to even just um, simple things like, for example, coming home on time, you know, he knows how to read a clock. He should be able to, you know, pay attention and come home. And he, it was a regular problem for him. So what worked perfectly for him was take away his friendship time. And he had to stay home. And I know that sounds really bad that home was torture, but <laughs> <laughs> that was, he had placed friendship in such a high value. Um, so that worked well for him. We got, and it worked quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, and again, then he realized if that's what he wanted, he had to make some changes for himself, which again weren't out of the realm of you know his abilities. Mm -hmm. So that was just uh, one kid. That's good. Yeah, I agree with that. I think too, when we're not consistent, whether it's spanking or taking things away or addressing it, that's the Bible talks a lot about exasperation. Yes. And if you want to exasperate your kids, and that has really huge implications for the relationship down the road than being consistent or do it in anger. That's where the exasperation comes. So, yeah, I think taking away what they like, if it's screen time or if it's cookies or sweets or, and I think it works best when it's a natural kind of flow. Like, if they don't put their bike in the garage and someone steals it, well, we're not buying you a new bike. You'll have to earn the money to give yourself. I think those kind of natural consequences yeah. are huge, teach huge lessons. Mm -hmm. um, but like you said, Helen, if they're with their friends or wherever and they come home late, well then, now we need to curtail a few times of you being with your friends because you need to be able to be with your friends. We want that for you. But you still need to obey this house rule. Something that helped me, and it's I'm not quite sure what age we're talking about, but uh, when they started getting older and wanting to be social, I, I realized I had a hard time being consistent on everything. If I was trying to correct every behavior and really mm -hmm. work on everything, I couldn't. It was too much. So what I did is I, I tried to be real consistent about being 
um, upfront about what the consequence would be before it happened, and also just personally focusing on maybe three to five things I was trying to develop out in each kid ahead of time. And some stuff I had to just completely let it go because that wasn't my focus. It, you know, I could definitely see that's probably gonna get need to be added to a list at some point, but it, it's not now. And um, that was helpful to me because it helped me focus on what I was being consistent on. They knew ahead of time, for example, I had little girls and they always wanted sleepovers, but we had a rule that if you asked in front of someone, the answer was automatic no. <laughs> So I didn't just do that at the time. They knew before because I had already decided on things I was going to be trying to focus on. So I, we sat them down before our next social activity and just simply said, if you ask in front of anyone if someone can come back to the house, the answer is going to be no. And of course they did it. And I didn't even have to say no. I said, what, what's the answer? And they remembered, oh, we discussed this at home. And they're like, oh... Never mind, you know, they went on about their business. But the next time, we didn't have to deal with that anymore. That just, it was such, it's such a fast turnaround on behavior when you discuss it ahead of time. You know it's coming at you. And everything in the world kind of works that way. Like, yeah, you know, throw a tennis ball at the side of the house. You learn what happens because it hits you. You know, so I feel like when they know it's coming. So just clear expectations, you would say. Yeah, that's good. That's a good way to say it. Okay, I think I'm going to stop it right there. We want this podcast to be short and sweet, and this chat ended up going a lot longer than we intended, so we're going to be breaking it up into two parts. So be sure to tune in to the next episode for the conclusion of this discussion. If you have any questions or topic ideas that you'd like to hear older and wiser women discuss, please let us know. You can email them to Gail, that's G-A-I-L, at kkchurch.org. Or if you'd like to remain anonymous, you can always mail them into the church at 3095 North 140th Avenue, Goodyear, Arizona, 85395. And I'll be sure to put both of those in the show notes for you as well. Thank you so much for listening to episode two of Not Our First Rodeo. We look forward to sharing Parenting and Discipline Part Two with you very soon.